0: Some people uh, raise bees. Other people do woodworking. This next thing that Dan uh, Zornling is talking about could be right up your alley. Good morning, Dan Zarlinga. Good morning from guys. the Missouri Department of Conservation. Good morning. How are you all? We're doing good. Maple sugaring.
1: Yeah. So this is proof that there are definitely some surprises and fun things in nature, and that are not all bad in yeah. the winter. So this is something a really neat treat for winter, and it's a uh, maple sugaring season. And uh, our maple sugaring season usually here in Missouri usually starts around late January and goes through February. And what we mean by maple sugaring season is it's all about a natural product that comes from the trees. And uh, sugar maple trees tend to start circulating their sap a lot as we get into late January and through February. And they're doing that because they're gearing up for budding out come spring. So, and that uh, sap has got sugar in it, and that's the energy of the tree, basically. that's their fuel or whatever. So they're circulating a lot in their in their root system or in their, uh, in their trunk systems right now. And so that creates a cool situation for us because we can tap into that, draw some of that out, and then use it to make maple syrup and maple sugar. You need a maple tree. You do need a sugar maple tree. Now, it is true that almost any deciduous tree will have some sugar content in its sap. Mm. It just so happens that the sugar maple, hence its name, has a much higher content. And by high content, I mean up to 3%. So it's still... Low, but compared to one percent or so in a lot of trees, it's high. And the reason that's important is because what you need to do is tap the tree, draw some of the sap out, and then you need to boil it down to get rid of basically what's mostly water right. and get it down to a more higher concentrated form. And that takes a long time. We're talking it takes about forty hours to boil down
0: a gallon of sap into syrup. Okay, if you have a gallon of syrup from a tree, how much maple syrup do you end up with? Uh, a 40th of that.
1: So, I, I can do the ma- I'm not a math major, so I can do it the other way better. If you have 40 gallons of sap, you will end up with one
0: gallon of uh, well, syrup. Well, so, so, if you have one you, gallon, you'll end up with a teaspoon or a tablespoon. Right. Yeah, a little shot You'll be <laughs> sharing <laughs> with all your friends. Yeah, really very interesting. Okay, yeah, yeah. so you guys have classes on
1: this. Yeah, we do. So, this is something that you can do if you it happen to have property or a yard with a sugar maple tree you can totally do this at home and we have some classes that show you how to do it um you know you want to pick a tree a sugar maple tree that's about uh you know 10 inches or more in diameter and you drill a hole into it like ordinarily ordinary drill and, and people wonder well does that hurt the tree well if you don't do tr- if you make sure that's over 10 inches and you don't do too many holes it's fine it's just like donating blood for a person oh. and so you have to hang a bucket let this and tap in a little tap, which you can either make out of wood if you if you're so industrious, or you can buy some. Tap it into the tree, hang that bucket, and let that sap drip and fill that bucket up. I mean, it's as it's as simple as a tap. Exactly, it's just a regular tap. Exactly, yeah. that's exactly what it is. Some people use milk jugs, you know, so different things. And so then also, you, um, when you're done with collecting that sap, you do pour it through some like filter, like a cheesecloth, to get some of the niter and some of the other minerals out of it, and then you take and boil it basically. Now, uh, what we definitely recommend is when you're doing the initial boiling, do not do it indoors on the stove, doors on a grill or a fire, because uh, that you'll end up with sticky walls.
0: Really? <laughs> yeah, paper yeah. oh, walls. Okay, when that happens, <laughs> yeah, right. so you, learn that the hard way. No,
1: you don't want to do that. And then when you get it down to a pretty close level to where you want to stop boiling, then you can bring it inside and finish it. How do you know when it's done? Well, you can kind of tell by the, the texture of it. It starts to kind of you know look a little bit different, and you can go by the amount, too. You know how much amount was there and okay. how much is left. And you also do it by temperature. So I forget what the exact temperature is, but you, you can take a temperature, and you know at a certain temperature that, yes, it's time to pull it off, and now you
0: have maple but syrup. That's all part of the classes, I'm that's assuming. That's
1: part of the class. And if you let it go longer past that point, it'll eventually crystallize, and you'll end up with maple sugar. And uh, it looks a lot like brown sugar, and this is actually what the uh, settlers and pioneers typically did. They did not create syrup because they were doing this in the winter. This was their winter thing when they couldn't do their crops and stuff. This was their way of making a useful product, uh, and they would create sugar, put it into blocks, create it into blocks, and then they would use that for a their sugar for out throughout the year. So that's their sugar source. So it needs to last, and they didn't have refrigeration. Remember. And they would also use it for trading. So you could go into town, trade it for some goods. And then the store or whatever that traded it for you could turn around and sell it. Is it true that the Indians taught the pioneers this trick? They did, yes. So the European settlers learned it from the Native Americans who had been doing it for who knows how long. And they were doing a similar thing because this was their sugar. And also, we all are familiar with the white cane sugar we typically use now. But again, mid-1800s. It was extremely expensive to get this cane sugar, and so this is what most people could afford if they wanted sugar. You had to go out and make it yourself, and that was in—they They would take a stand of maple trees, call it the, the, uh, the maple uh, bush, and they would go out and tap them, and the kids would be out there doing it, you know, tapping it. They'd be boiling it over, usually an open fire right. with giant kettles. That was the old way of doing it, and then they would produce this product, and that would be their sugar This, the this is
0: so. I, this is such a great story. Can you hold on? Um, I sure. can do a quick traffic. Can we sure. do a quick traffic? And then we'll come back more with uh, maple syrup and Dan because this is just so interesting. All right. Somebody who grew up in um, a city and not the country. A lot of questions, and I apologize for their rudimentary nature. Uh, <laughs> however, um, like a cow, if you don't milk a cow, the cow gets. You have to milk the cow. Mm-hmm. You don't have to tap a maple tree what happens to the syrup in the maple tree that doesn't get oh uh, well it's always circulating after the tree so if if
1: i understand your question correctly you don't have to tap the you tree don't have to tap to the keep tree it flowing it's right. doing its own thing regardless of you're tapping it you're just, but it will replenish this. The, yes, it will replenish the if the it's done. Right, but that's one reason why we need to make sure the tree is large enough. And there is a formula for you know a, a guidance for how big the tree is and how many taps you can put
0: in. Yeah, it. Well, we were talking earlier. Um, so the marketing of syrup is so good that on the front of the package they'll say 100 percent pure maple syrup. Mm-hmm. That's the marketing ploy, but it's all corn syrup. If you're buying maple syrup, there's a world of difference between real maple syrup and the fake stuff. Yes,
1: absolutely. So most of the name brand syrups that a lot of us grew up on as kids are not real maple syrup. They're uh, fructose corn syrup, and uh, with maple flavoring. So they might say 100% maple flavor, right? But they're not really maple syrup. The real maple syrup that you can buy is typically in smaller glass bottles. It is more expensive, um, but it's the pure thing. And one. Key Well, obviously, you can just look at the ingredients, but one key difference, too, is the viscosity that we were talking about. Is that when you pour real maple syrup, people are surprised that the consistency is pretty much like water. Yeah, it's very thin. It's very thin. The fake maple syrup is very thick and viscous because it's corn syrup and with the flavoring and the coloring added. So that's one one way. And there is, I mean, the maple fake artificial, excuse me, maple (laughs) syrup is... uh, You know, it did taste like it. You can definitely taste the maple flavor, but it doesn't quite match the real thing. And so as uh, uh, cane sugar became more readily available uh, later in the 1800s and all, people then started buying the sugar instead of spending hours and hours tapping and boiling because they could afford it at that point. But then the maple sugaring shifted more to the syrup because the syrup product was kind of created after they no longer needed to make the sugar and so to stay relevant a lot of like places in uh, new england you know area and all that would create maple syrup mm. and that would be their product now right and the ironic part is you go by grades and if you tap it earlier in the season the syrup or is lighter and if you tap it later in the season it's darker and in the 1800s the light syrup was considered the good stuff because it had it was more pure sugary and less maple flavor wow. And and you got later in the season it got darker and had more maple flavor which just comes from the minerals and stuff and people thought that was the junk stuff that's really very interesting whereas nowadays yeah. that maple flavor is what people are are celebrating
0: uh how do you know if you have a maple tree and can i go to a state park and tap a maple tree
1: uh, I would say probably no to that last question. Okay. Yes. Yeah, it has to be something can Can I go can to my neighbor's and, and tap the tree? If, or is If that your I neighbor gonna... says yes. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, or you can do it in your own yard. Um, uh, as far as identification, this time of year it's a little more challenging because you don't have leaves or anything. But there is a distinct bark pattern, which you could uh, kind of compare with in a lot of guidebooks. And we have that information online too. So you can kind of compare the bark. And then, of course, in the growing season, you can spot the distinctive maple leaf You know uh, that you see, you've seen a lot and identify it that way uh, as a sugar maple. And then in the fall, they turn really bright orange or extremely colorful. And uh, so if you can identify in the growing season, then you can mark it or just remember it. Yeah. In, the, in,
0: the, in the winter, you'd need to go by the bark. Does a maple, does a maple tree have the helicopters? No, it no they don't not, have the, not helicopters. the sugar maple. The sugar yeah. maple does not have yes, a helicopter. Right. Okay.
1: Um, and so you might be thinking of the silver maple, which people have okay. commonly in their yards. Okay. And, uh, again, most of those trees, any tree you could tap and do this with. It's just, it, when you do the math, you got to get 40 gallons to get one gallon. Well, can you imagine if you tapped a tree with only 1%, you'd have to get 120 gallons to get one gallon. How long does it, so it take, on to average,
0: to tap one tree, a sugar maple tree, to get one gallon of
1: so that's
0: going to depend on uh a the tree and b the weather
1: conditions the the biggest uh flow of sap tends to occur when we get fairly warm it's not going to be happening in the next few days for sure but when we get fairly warm days like 40s and all that mid 40s and sunny and all that and then cool nights that stimulates the tree to move that sap around. So you'll have some days where nothing happens. You'll go and nothing at all, and then some days it'll almost be running like a faucet. Well, that's you so know, interesting. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it does depend, so it's hard to say how yeah. long it's going to take. Mother but. Nature is so amazing. It is. Uh, tell us about the classes. Where, where can we sign up? Yeah, so you can. we're offering classes at our Rockwoods reservation in R- Wildwood. That's off 109. And we've got uh, no, multiple classes going through the end of January, January 27th, and we've got some uh, February 17th for families, which means anyone can go and all that. And then we also have some classes that are geared specifically to homeschools. So you can bring your kids there. And that's February 1st and 14th. We have some classes available there. So basically, you'd want to go to our website, mdc.mo.gov. Top of the page, there's an events tab. Go to that. You can filter it for St. Louis region events you could type in maple sugaring and you could find in all the programs and sign up for them
0: there mdc.mo.gov and they're free and they're free yes it's it's so what a great project to do with the kids or a hobby or just a fun little yeah, then you make your own homemade maple syrup? You can, yeah. And, I think and the real question hard. is how much can McGraw pay you to tap it for him? <laughs> well, I don't, have any, I don't have any sugar maple trees. Well, so. I work by the
1: hours, He's so your you're going to have to probably pay quite a bit. But, uh, yeah, and even if you don't have your own tree and you're not actually going to do this yourself because of the time or whatever, it's still interesting to learn. Yeah. And, and in these classes, you get to sample it and just learn that aspect about Very nature. Cool. If, it's really cool.
0: If nothing else, you know that when you're in the supermarket, go buy the real maple syrup. Right, and not the fake stuff, right, and there is a difference and and it's
1: healthier for you, and you know it's like, kind of like honey, it's a natural sweetener. And so yeah, it's 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 really good, and um, you know you might have to use it a little more sparingly if you need to b- watch the budget. But, but, you but know.
0: the the logos of the fake stuff very deceiving is so. Look, like, oh yeah, yeah Vermont, yeah. oh yeah, that's yeah. what I want. Yeah, but you, if you want that, you got to buy the other stuff. <laughs> look look at the ingredients. Yeah,
1: I mean typically if it's in a big plastic bottle, it's probably the artificial stuff. Yeah, and if it's in a small glass bottle, a little more expensive, it's probably
0: the real stuff. But always look at the label to be sure. I was at uh, Manino the other day, and I, was go- I wasn't I was even looking for syrup, but they had real maple syrup. It was like a, a no-frills brand. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's what I want. That's the good stuff. Yeah, okay. so yeah, you, yeah, you double-check can- it. I looked on the back, 100% maple syrup.
1: And yeah. some of the more uh, discount uh, grocery-type chains have it, and they have some real yeah. maple. It's a little bit cheaper than some of the others, but yeah, it's still yeah, you real Yeah, you can thing. find it. it. It's out yeah. there. You
0: can find it. Make sure you do, because it's yeah. a totally yeah. different experience than... Um, the more generic sort of name brand corn syrup that's colored to look like maple syrup. Just go buy the real stuff. Right. And it's a natural product from nature and it's local. Dan Zarlinga, good stuff as always. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Uh, m- MDC.mo.gov, 855 Big 550 KTRS. You know, you can boil it on your new stove from appliance discounters. Uh, appliance discounters, five area locations. You need an appliance? Look no further than Appliance Discounters. I recently purchased a refrigerator from there. Couldn't have been any nicer. Called up Scooter in Maplewood. Said, "Scoots, I need you." And uh, I said, "I need something that works." He said, uh, "How about this one?" I said, "Great." He had it delivered, and I paid him. And I knew I was in good hands. I didn't have to worry about it. And Guess what? Turned out to be exactly right. I was in good hands. They did everything they needed to do. They took away the old one, hooked up the new one, uh, rocking and rolling. Everything's great. The Appliance is where you have five area locations. Drive right by the big box stores. Appliance Discounters has an 80,000 foot warehouse filled with, oddly enough, appliances. The big box stores. Guess what? They've got supply chain issues. It's just on time delivery. Wait six months for something. No. At Appliance Discounters, you get it today, including the new Bosch stainless steel dishwashers. Apparently, somebody bought a lot of them over there. They still got a whole bunch. The best dishwasher on the market, the Bosch dishwasher, 599 If you can find it somewhere else, it sells for over $800. Uh, appliance Discounters, same as cash financing a St. Louis Company. They'll take care of you. TheApplianceDiscounters.com.